I'm Vernon Kay and welcome to a very special episode of the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. If, like us, you're feeling a little lost now that the Six Nations is over, fear not. We've talked about nothing but rugby since the beginning of February and we're not ready to stop just yet. This week we're taking a look back at England women's 2019 Six Nations campaign, a thrilling tale with a fairy tale finish, which saw the Red Roses crowned Grand Slam winners. Lifts the trophy to confirm that England are Grand Slam champions of the Six Nations once again. As well as reliving the blockbuster moments from the past seven weeks, we'll get the thoughts of some of the women behind them. Awesome, everyone's really happy. It's been a tough campaign, it's been a long campaign and we're just happy to take away the silverware. We'll also hear reflections from the man in charge, head coach Simon Middleton. They've got such an appetite for being rugby players and for being you know, professional rugby players. When, you, know, you, you see like tonight and through the Six Nations out, they've tried to get better and better because they just want to be the best they can be. You're listening to the Red Roses special edition of the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. We'll focus on the Red Roses' Grand Slam success in just a second, but first let's take a look at the men who came so close to winning the championship. Here's head coach Eddie Jones sharing his thoughts after the final game against Scotland. Yeah, I've probably experienced this at least three times in the last 12 months where we've taken control of a game, let our foot off the gas and then been unable to get control of it back. Yeah, I think our, our first half there was some exceptional rugby. We should have been ahead by a lot more. We came in at half-time determined to play a bit tighter and with a bit more discipline, um, but we failed to do that, and it's a great lesson for us. I thought our finishers did exceptionally well to get us out of jail, but obviously you know, just disappointed with the full 80 minutes. It's never one thing. It's always a combination of things. Yeah, Just lacking that discipline to do the simple things over and over again. We just got seduced by the scoreboard. And sometimes it can be one player that does it and then it becomes infectious. So there's not one area we need to fix apart from our ability just to be able to regain ourselves. It was 100% mental. You know, it's, there's, no, there's no physical difference out there at all. It's, it's 100% the way you think. We've got good time before the World Cup and we'll get that right. If you look at our tournament, apart from a poor 30 against Wales and a poor 40 against Scotland, we've had a pretty good tournament. You know, played with power and precision. We've scored tries in a variety of ways, either through attacking kicks, through set piece or some or some phase play. Apart from today, our defence has been on the improve. So yeah, um, you know, relatively positive. Hi, this is Marley Packer and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast O2 Inside Line. On to England women now then. They got off to the perfect start against Ireland with a confidence and clinical eight-try victory on the road in round one. And from there, they never looked back. Paul Bunker reminds us of their journey to becoming Grand Slam champions. Cast your mind back to the first weekend in February when the Red Roses kicked off their Six Nations with a trip to Ireland and Donnybrook, the backdrop to their Grand Slam win back in 2017. This was no time for looking back though. England's opening test in Dublin marked a new era for the Red Roses. They took to the field as a professional outfit with their eyes firmly fixed on the prize ahead. Now they go through the hands, Emily Scarrett, one of the real dangers, the returning seven star, Daly McLean and McKenna. And real pace on the outside, Lauren Delaney can't get there. 
And England are in for the opening try. It's the flyer, Jess Breach. Oh, there's a gap there for Poppy Cleal, and she's still going, and she's over. Brilliant offload by Cleal there to Sarah Byrne on her inside support, and the work rate from Byrne again. Knocking relentlessly on the door, Burnfield. Important tackle that Daly McLean skips away, and she is over for England's fifth try. Tired bodies out there now, and Mo Hunt is gone. Bryony Cleal gets her hands on it, gets low, and drives over. And a debut try for Bryony Cleal in Donnybrook. It has ended Ireland 7, England 51. Try scorer Sarah Byrne gave us her thoughts after the game. Definitely, it was a hard battle. Ireland came out the blocks and in the first 10 minutes I thought this is going to be a massive challenge. Luckily we just stay composed and we just stick to our processes and we managed to get the scoreboard, but it was definitely hard. It's La Crunch, it's the Red Roses up against the Grand Slam champions from last year. Daly McLean will choose the kick pass. What a take on the far side from Jess Breach. Spectacular score for the Red Roses. So Katie Daly McLean poised on 499 points and she curls it in for the big 500. Bernier still on the floor, just gets up. Big spot tackle from the England captain. Scarrett sees the space in behind. She's been levelled as well. It's physical stuff out there. Bottom it. Shifts it across to Scarrett. Decides to kick through for Kelly Smith. All the pace in the world. Sits up for Smith. Kelly Smith in for England. And as the final whistle sounded, the scoreboard read 41-26 to England. Locke, Abby Scott and hooker Lark Davis shared their thoughts after that impressive victory over the holders in Doncaster. We can play in any way. We can kick, pass, you know, go through, go around, go over. And that's what's exciting, that there's so much skill. So <laughs> We back the girls. When a ball goes up, when Katie puts a ball up, you know there's going to be someone on the end of it, someone like Kelly, someone just breached, you know, Emily Scarrett. There's plenty of skill out there. I think, you know, it was a really well-rounded squad performance today. And, you know, we scored some great tries, some off set piece, some off, off backs. And I think we actually took it to them and, and went forward. And, yeah came away with the win. We did a lot right, but there were lots of bits where we dropped off or, you know, under fatigue, things didn't quite go to hand. So we've got to go away. We've got to look at that and ensure that actually no one's put in 26 points past us. Despite their achievement, this was no time for celebrating. Up next, a trip to Cardiff to face Wales. There's Byrne on the break again. Hunt's inside of it. She doesn't need her. Sarah Byrne. Well, that is just ridiculous. Tight heads are not supposed to score tries like that. Tight heads are not meant to step like that. Oh, my days. I want to see that back in slow motion. Burford sends it out. Scott on to Abby Dow. Stosel goes a bit high. Dow handing off three players. What a score from the Wasp winger. Oh, Beckett. Beckett storms our way through. Another match littered with English tries came to an end. The final score, 51-12. These were the thoughts of centre Zoe Harrison and flanker Marley Packer. I thought it was a really tough game. Obviously, they got a few points in us. Playing in Wales against Wales is such a tough match always. So um, I think we did a great job, but I mean, we've still got things to work on. There's t- still two more games left. There's people that's not even here today that are chomping at the bit. To Like, Tati Hurd played in the first two games and she's not here. And she's had a phenomenal Six Nations. So it just shows the depth that we've got here. And, and it's exciting. It's really exciting. And we take each game as it comes. We try and execute our game plans and, and to be the best side that we can possibly be. But that's not 1-23. to out here today that's us as a squad with three bonus point wins in the bag England faced a potential banana skin in the form of the undefeated Italians 
The Azure travelled to Exeter and a record crowd of 10,545 witnessed another classy England performance. Cut out ball to Harrison, it's on for Sarah Byrne. Two metres out, Byrne. Harrison, Jess Breach. Who else but Jess Breach? Her 17th try in six test matches. Her try-scoring ratio is out of this world. But here come England again. Three-player overlap. Scarrett on an angling run. Breach, there's the offload. Jess Breach. She's got green spaces in front of her. Mutzel coming across. And she gets her. What a tackle. They're almost there and they're over. It's Lark Davis for England. And Sandy Park is on its feet. The Red Roses winning hearts and minds and winning this game of rugby. Coming around the corner, Sarah Byrne fending off Italians. Still going, Sarah Byrne. She's a runaway train. And Hunter has it. Sarah Hunter charging away. Offloads. And it's Marley Packer. Local girl, Fleetwood. It's Vicky Fleetwood under the posts. And as if to put an exclamation mark on this fine performance from the Red Roses. Centre Emily Scarrett and prop Sarah Byrne, both strong contenders for player of the match, spoke at full time. Italy are always a really, really tough side. You know, the, the scoreboard doesn't necessarily reflect that, but you know, they play with so much heart. You see, you know, quite often when Jess Breach is screaming down the wing, nobody stops her yet. You know, you've got two, three Italians coming across the tackler and, and that's the pride that they play in, in their shirt and they're, they're never, ever easy to play against. And yeah, just really grateful that we came out on the right side today. I, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of the forwards pack. It's something that we wanted to work on was unity and working together. And I think that is just, our execution in that game just shows you how much we've been working working on it and I just absolutely love playing in the pack with those girls. Yeah, I'll tell you the biggest thing was just the noise that went up in this place. It's been amazing coming down here and having the support and you know when you make the breaks like that or the, the girls have got the rumble on in the line out or something like that, just the noise is so amazing. And at the end, Sweet Caroline, they're the sort of things that you live for. You know, obviously yeah we want to come out here and we want to perform, but we want to perform in front of people and we want people to see what we're doing. And so all eyes fell on Twickenham. Only Scotland stood in between the Red Roses and a Six Nations Grand Slam. Could the women close out their campaign with another profound performance? Oh, yes. It'll pop back inside. The door's open. And it's going to be Sarah Beckett who gets things underway. Two minutes, ten seconds on the clock. Scarrett is making up for her absence now. Just Breach wants to bounce, gets the bounce. It's Breach again. Riley spins it out to Bertha. The little pop pass to Emily Scarrett. Tara Hunter steps forward and lifts the trophy to confirm that England are Grand Slam champions of the Six Nations once again. This was how centre Rachel Burford and Locke Kath O'Donnell reacted. I can't even describe to you, like, winning the Grand Slam at Twickenham, absolutely phenomenal. Getting a try in the last couple of minutes, classic from me. <laughs> absolutely feels amazing, yeah. I think we're buzzing just because, like, a load of new stuff was thrown at us at the start of the season, a load of new patterns, shapes, and, like, I feel like we've really come together over the Six Nations and really developed, like, in each game. We've just got better and better, so I'm really proud of the girls. There's loads of new girls coming through, like Kelly Smith, she's really young, she's absolutely smashing it. Jess Breach, you know, she's scores tries every single game so yeah just phenomenal to see them doing so well coming away as champions five really important wins you know the last two games we've nilled sides so we've got lots and lots of great things to come out of it but we know that we've got to keep looking at ourselves and keep on improving because we know that there's other sides around the world that you know are going to be pushing us 
Um, and in terms of just like the coverage, the support that we've got behind us, you know, Sandy Park here at Twickenham, the game is growing and people are really getting behind us and we're really proud that we're able to put on a display like that for people that are coming to watch us. After the Red Roses sealed a perfect five wins from five against Scotland, head coach Simon Middleton grabbed a well-earned drink and sat down for a chat with our man inside, Paul Bunker. Well, Simon, first of all, congratulations. Grand Slam winner 2019. Tell us about your emotions right now. Yeah, you know, just absolutely thrilled. You know, the, it's, the Grand Slam's just a, a massive achievement. You know, we value it so much, and it was, you know, it was a tough one for us last year to, to lose like we did in in France, and the, you know, and certainly in terms of one or two of the players who who were there that night, they, they've waited a long time to put it right, and they've, they've done it in style tonight, and uh, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled for them. We're sat in the England gym. You've got a nice cold beer in your hand. Tell us about the sweet <laughs> taste of success. It tastes good. Oh yeah, fantastic. I mean, it, no, nothing beats winning, uh, but when you win and you perform like like we did tonight yeah all the better tell us about that game then as well it's even terrible conditions here at Twickenham but you must be very happy with the, with the way that they, they stuck to the game plan and saw it out yeah you know you, for me it's it's a mark of a good side with the power that we've got in our side we know we can win games a certain way and it's understanding how to win games and how to play well when you win a game and it would have been very easy for a game to be stra- scrappy tonight start of the week I said to him I think this competition we've been a we've been a 45 to 55 minute side you know we, we've, we've played well in patches but not for long enough and the challenge for them tonight was to be a 60 to 65 minute side and I think they probably came out of the top side of 70 you know and maybe a bit more you know which given the conditions was absolutely phenomenal mm. uh, but they were, they were just smart they were smart how they played you know we, we looked after the ball we, we you know we, we fought for our yards uh, we kicked intelligently played good field position and, and we were deadly when we got in their goal zone uh, their 22 and uh, it, when you see performances like that you think yeah we're on to something here yeah and we talk about the youngsters coming through this side as well we, we'll come on to development in a minute but there are some real there are I mean the likes of Jess Breach and that coming through I mean Sarah Byrne I mean she plays like she's 27 <laughs> years old doesn't she but yeah I think she's 21 22 yeah. years old as well yeah. tell us for you how proud you are of how they're performing and the opportunities that are available to these these youngsters coming through. It's the next generation, isn't it? And and they're so exciting. You know, they're exciting to to work, and the fun, the fun to work with as well. You know, it's great that you know they they bounce onto the training field or into the gym, and you know they've always got loads of energy about them. But they're they're pretty classy as well, some of them, and, and they've got such an appetite for being rugby players and for being you know professional rugby players. And they they, they know the opportunity that's been put in front of them. And uh, you know, you, you see like tonight and through the Six Nations, how they've tried to get better and better because they just want to be the best they can be and uh, like you say you know and then, and then you look at the likes of Sarah Beckett who you know what, what, what a great kid she is and mm. you know she's just rugby through and through you know it's, it's obviously massive in their family uh, dad said to me about a year ago she's the best number eight in the competition she's not Sarah Hunter's the best and, and Sarah <laughs> Hunter still is the best number eight in the competition but she's a good six and she's yeah. a good player and she's just a good player uh, and she's a typical example of of, of someone who you give an opportunity to, and she's going to take it, mm. you know. And then, and then other players, you know, like Davis has been fantastic for us when you know she's been knocking on the door for ages, and you know, Poppy Cleal's matured this this competition, I think, and uh, you know, and I could go on, you know, Kath O'Donnell, absolutely sensational. And you've always got to be careful when you start naming players because you think you miss people out. I thought tonight, you know, from one to twenty-three, we were absolutely fantastic, and uh, and I think they just 
led by still the best player in the world, Sarah. Mm. She's, you know, just what she does and how she does it is incredible. Her consistency is, is remarkable, and uh, and then you've, you know, then you've got Katie who plays the game of her life again tonight. You know, where 107 caps, and, and she's still turning out, yeah. you know, incredible performances. And uh, you know, Sarah said last night, 113 caps. She's never had the opportunity to win a Grand Slam at Twickenham. Wow. Uh, so she was as motivated as she could possibly be, and I found that quite inspirational. And uh, I think the rest of the players. Did as well by the look of the performance Can I ask you about the, the, the Six Nations as a whole when you kind of reflect from that first game out in Donnybrook which seems like a lifetime ago how do you assess the entire series when you look across it because having sat near you at times I know there are times you were a little bit frustrated but when you look across the series now and you look back where do you think you've improved where do you think there were times when you were thinking that's not quite what we wanted uh, Yeah I, I mean we knew it was going to be a really tough start you know, Ireland away and then France at home I was really pleased with how we played in Ireland uh, and I, I thought you know we, we got the job done in real solid style and then fantastic first half against France and then we just lost our way a little bit in the second half against France and, and, and from that point Everybody thought the Six Nations was a was a done deal. Uh, it, it certainly wasn't. I think we probably made it look that way because we we adopted the attitude that we have to get better. Every performance we have to get better, and that's what we've tried to do. And it's you know I, I think the, some of the scores flattered us. Maybe maybe not. I think they haven't done justice to some of the sides we've played because they've been ferociously competitive and just a mark of, of how committed the girls have been to to doing as well as they can be. And uh, it's been a great tournament. I think the the biggest thing was the the improvement, the continual improvement. We talked mm. every week about trying to be a little bit better, and, and as I say, we we really wanted to be a you know put a an extended performance in tonight of quality, and uh, and we did that. And I I can't tell you how pleased I am with that performance. I mean, not just winning, winning's winning's fantastic, but we're not getting judged on winning at the moment. We're getting judged on how well we play and and whether we're taking the opportunity that's been presented to us. You know, we'll we'll get judged on winning tournaments as we go along and. Did we expect to win this one going into it? I'd have said France were probably the favourites. You know, they'd just come off a, a win against New Zealand, and and I think that that inspired us against them. Uh, we knew we had to be at our best, and that first half was probably better than I thought we had in us. And then after that, it's can we be better? How can we be better? And that's what we've kept working on. Mm. And, and the appetite for. That, you know they're so keen to improve, aren't they? You speak to Sarah Byrne; she never seems to be particularly happy with her own performance as well. I mean, that's be great to work with a group of athletes who are literally kind of okay. That was good. What's next? Tell us what's next. I mean, for you personally, that must be a wonderful group to work with who are hungry. Yeah, it, it is, and uh, and I think th- there's a couple of things. Number one is you know they're desperate to be as good as they can be. They've got an unbelievable passion for rugby, and they've got an unbelievable passion for, for representing their, their country, but and and their clubs, you know, which they'll go back to now, and they, they just want to be the be- the best they can be and and the thing is we've got strength in depth so if they're not the best they can be then the next person will be there yeah. and uh, you know you got Shauna Brown I thought came on and did outstandingly well tonight and you know she's she's pushing Sarah as hard as she can and that's probably why Burner's playing quite like mm. she is and, and similarly you know you, we, we, we got great strength in depth you know, it's been a while since we've had two half backs who our nines are just fantastic I could have picked any side tonight any side from the from the players we had available, and some who didn't didn't play tonight, didn't even make the squad, and I'd have been really confident, you know, that we'd have played well because because they know they have to to keep moving themselves forward and, and, and keep the next person out of their shirt. Yeah, there's going to be a lot written about you know England being a professional side as well and the advantage you've got. But listen, nobody's closer to it than you personally. How would you say it's, it's allowed you to benefit and take this team forward? Well, I think the the real the real rollout benefit will, will come as we as we, we move into the summer and then beyond. The big benefit we've certainly had in the Six Nations was the fact that the girls have been able to go home 
in between games, in the fallow weeks, put their feet up, rest, recover, do their own analysis. The girls who have needed additional treatment have been able to get in, work with the physios. And we've, particularly in the early stages uh, of the competition, we, we returned a couple of players to, to, uh, to fitness probably quicker than we would have done if we'd have been in this situation last year. I think the simple fact that we've had that extra time and, and they've had time to go home and recover and not have to, mm. have to work, that, that's been massive. And the other thing is the mental switch off. So because if you're if you're going from rugby to work and back to rugby and back to work, it mentally it's exhausting. Mm. And uh, they've come into work as it is for them now, fully charged and ready to go. And then you get quality on the field in your training. And and I say to the girls, if we if we back up quality training sessions, we'll get a quality game. And that's what we've done. And, and on the odd occasions we haven't trained particularly well we probably haven't played as well but we train you know we trained pretty well this week I don't think I could have foreseen what was going to come <laughs> uh, but I think that's the benefit that's definitely the benefit and, and then and then moving forward you know we, we'll, we'll see where it takes us but I think it was just it was so important tonight that we, we played well you know there's been a huge investment in us mm. and uh, winning's just not enough at the moment how could could this group of players become because you know you've had them in in real terms for quite a short period of time you know the actual professionalism started on the 1st of January but from where you are on this development scale looking at this bunch are you confident these guys could go on to become world beaters and you know let's be honest it's going to be England New Zealand France but you're sat here now thinking we're on the right tack and we can do this yeah absolutely there's no there's no disguise in it you know there's only one there's only one place that we want to be and ultimately we'll be expected to be and that's number one in the world and that's what we want to be to do that we've got to beat France we've got to beat New Zealand on a regular basis uh, what we have to do now is make sure that we maximise the, the opportunity we've got we focus on our performance we make sure we keep developing our strength and depth we keep developing uh, the quality of our play we keep developing the leadership within the group and that's a massive thing for us that we've that one of the biggest things we've done over the last couple of well, couple of months is, is our work off the field developing leadership groups, strategy groups and just trying to help the girls to develop their understanding of the game more and how to lead when they're out on the field and how to lead off the field and, and that's been that's been huge for us and you know it's translated really well. Hi, I'm Sarah Byrne and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Available on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer and Google Play. And there we have it. The 2019 Six Nations campaign is in the books and the Red Roses have added yet another piece of silverware to the cabinet. Thanks for joining us on the England Rugby Podcast for Series 3. It's been great getting to know the men and women proudly wearing the Red Rose. If you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it, then please do let us know by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods from. Remember, you can watch history being made as the Red Roses take on Barbarians women for the very first time ever on the 2nd of June. And an England men's 15 will also play the Barbarians in what is sure to be a great day out at Twickenham Stadium. Grab your tickets, just head to englandrugby.com forward slash tickets. We'll be back for Series 4, bringing you more exclusive access to England rugby's finest, so make sure you join us then. In the meantime, see you soon, have a good one, ta for now.